Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 2, Where Our Problems Really Start. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, young adults. Welcome to the podcast. This is Tiffany Roten, and I'm so excited to have you here. I am a certified life coach, and I coach specifically young adults every day. And I love you. I am so happy to help you. It's a thrilling time of life. And for me, it it's sad that so many of you struggle and worry and have overwhelm and stress. Part of that's being human. But I think sometimes that overwhelm and stress gets a little bit out of hand and makes life kind of difficult for us. So if you're one of those young adults who would like to feel more happiness, like to feel more joy in your life, you are at the right podcast because we're going to talk about principles that will help you to learn how to be more happy and more in control of yourself and your life. So today we're talking about um, where the problems really start and how we can learn to feel better. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but scientists say we have between 40 and 60,000 thoughts going through our heads every day. Just thinking about that makes me want to take a nap. I just, it must be exhausting to have that computer running all the time. And so you can see why sleep can be important at times. But anyway, with that being said, we have this computer that's just on default and it just cranks out lots and lots and lots of thoughts every day about a, a, a variety of different things that's going on in our lives. And that's not a problem, but we have to stop and take a look at that computer and what thoughts are running through this head of ours every day. We have really, really habitual thoughts that we just think all the time about ourselves, about the world, about our families, about life in general. And when we become really aware of those things, then we can start to have some control over whether or not we choose to think those things, whether or not those things are helping us or hindering our lives. So we're going to start out and break it down into facts, facts and circumstances. And really what that is, is a fact is something that um, everyone could agree on that, um, could be proven in a court of law. And with that being said, um, there's really no drama in that. There's really no problems in that. It's really, and I'm going to illustrate this, it's really in how we choose to think about these facts and circumstances. So I want to think about, I want you to think about yourself and about what is a fact in your life. And let me help you. I'm going to give you some examples. 
So a fact would be maybe where you were born or raised. And really, that is just a place on planet Earth. And that doesn't in and of itself really create problems or drama. It's what we perceive and look and think about the place where we were born and raised. That is really where the problems or drama can occur. So with that being said, think about the place that you were born. Let's say you were born in California, for instance, okay? Now, California is a state. It's on the western part of the United States. Um, we could prove that. Everyone would agree California is a state in the United States. Now, in and of that itself, there's no problem or drama in that. Where the drama comes is what we choose to think about that. And then we have to look at that thought and decide whether that's really serving us or not. So if your idea of California is that it's overcrowded, there's too much traffic, um, there's too much pollution, um, and you don't really like the ocean, then you can see how that line of thinking is going to create, you know, a different experience for you. You're going to, you're going to think of and look at being raised and, and born in California as maybe, you know, not the most ideal situation. Then you'll meet someone else who will think that California is the greatest place on the planet. It has beautiful weather and flowers and it's got the ocean and the ocean breeze. And, you know, they don't mind the traffic and they, you know, they love um, all there is to do there. And so that point of reference then takes them to a totally different experience and place. And they have a totally different idea of, of what it was like to be raised in California. And so you can see one is positive and helpful, and maybe one is, you know, considered negative. Let me give you another example. Um, I ask a lot when I'm talking to clients how old they are. Now, age in and of itself is nothing more than how many years you have been born, or, you know, how many years you've been on this planet Earth, right? And that is just a fact, whether you're 20 or 25 or 30, Really, that's just a fact about how long you've been here. Well, it's interesting the different perspectives on age and how we feel about age. And one can be, you know, again, pretty negative and one can be positive. You know, um, I talked to one 20 year old and I asked her, you know, how do you feel about being 20 years old? And she was frustrated because she thought she'd be farther ahead in life and farther ahead in school and that she'd be dating someone steady. And she had these certain expectations of what she thought her life would be at 20 years old. And it wasn't that. And so she was kind of frustrated and disappointed in the fact she was 20 years old and, and was really not where she wanted to be. That took her to kind of a place of disappointment and discouragement. Do you see that? Versus, you know, I have um, another client who's 25 and just super excited, like getting ready to graduate uh, with a master's degree and is super excited about the field they're going into and what they're, where they're going to work and how exciting it is. They've got a girlfriend and, you know, thinking about potential marriage in the future. And they are so excited and so happy to be 25. And again, see how we are kind of creating the experience we're having based upon the way we choose to think about things. And so when we start to understand and realize that we really are creating that by our thoughts, 
that's when we really start to see some power in our lives. That's when we really start to understand, wow, I can choose how I want to look at things. I can choose whether or not I want to be happy or not. And I can take a look at my thinking and start to understand and realize where that thinking is and what it is creating for me. So let me give you another example. Um, and this is kind of something from my own life, an experience where it really created the first year of college for me. So when I got ready and applied to different schools, I think I applied to three or four different schools and um, was just kind of waiting to hear back on which ones I was accepted to. Well, I was uh, accepted to a specific university and was really, really excited about it. But I was also a little surprised that I'd gotten in. I was like, wow, you know, it it's kind of hard to get in here. And I got in. Well, I was excited, but I was kind of a little bit stressed about it as well. And let me tell you, you know, of course, the fact is it was just a university, which is basically a place of higher education. It really has no drama to it. Of course, it's in a certain location and the experiences might be dis different depending on where I go. But the fact was it was just a university. Okay. And there was no drama in that really. But what thought process that I had as I started this school as a freshman was, I am not smart enough to be here. That was just kind of my thought process is like, you know, there's so many people that are so much smarter than me here. And what on earth am I doing here? And because I'm not smart, I'm not going to do very well. And what that did for me was it created kind of um, a discouragement maybe, or like, I just didn't feel like I was good enough to be there. And so because I felt that way, then it translated in kind of what I did and how I approached school and homework and all of those things. And what ended up happening was I did lousy that first semester. In fact, I am willing to admit to you all that I flunked one of my first classes as a freshman at this university. Now, I can look at it. I can blame it on the professors. I can blame it on whoever I want to, but I, what I needed to recognize and what I eventually did recognize was, is this thought process of me not being smart enough to be there was translating into my results. It was translating into my whole experience in college. And so for me, once that happened, I got put on what they call grade probation and they made me take a study skills class um, in order to, you know, get better, I guess, at school so that I could, you know, finish strong. And what that did was I got into the study skills class and I started realizing that I was smarter than I realized. And that really sometimes school isn't always about smarts, but more about effort and taking those skills and using them to be able to graduate. Well, eventually I turned around my thinking and I'm like, I am smart enough to be here. And I, I gathered a lot of evidence for that. Like I started showing, look, I did well in that class and I did well in this class and I got accepted into this major. And pretty soon I'm like, of course I'm smart enough to be here. And that drove confidence for me. That helped me to feel confident in myself. And then um, that, you know, that's what drove me to graduate was confidence. 
I'm afraid if I would have stayed in that discouragement and let that F really affect me, I probably would have maybe dropped out and not finished school. So do you see where the problem occurred? It wasn't in the university. It was this thought of, um, I'm not smart enough. And what I had to do was I had to change that to, of course, I can figure this out and I am smart enough to be here. Changed my whole perspective and my whole experience while I was in college and was really, really helpful, I think, down the road in my success. So what this illustrates and what we know then is, is that our thoughts are always going to either be the problem or the solution. You know, it's not the circumstances that are the problem. I know you're sitting there and you're like, no, really, my roommate drives me insane. Like he snores and he's dirty and whatever. But the reality is, is that that really is nothing more than a fact. And we're choosing to look at the roommate that way. And that is where the problem is occurring. So when we understand that our thinking and our thoughts about that is what is creating then how we feel about the, the situation. And then those end up translating into how we kind of show up in our life, the actions we take or don't take. And what the result is, is that that's, you know, how we choose to think is going to kind of be the results that we create for in our lives. So once we start to really get clear on the ways in which we think, then we can start to have a choice in our life and a choice in how we want to be and and look at things. So confidence and self-confidence for me has been a struggle much of my life. Um, I'm not sure why. I can give you lots of reasons, but ultimately it's just been a struggle for me. And so um, I had to take a look at that as, as I started getting older I started paying attention to the type of thoughts that I was thinking about myself. And again, I've told you that thoughts are very habit forming. Like we, we kind of get in these ruts where we just think these things every day and that that really will create, um, who we kind of are and become. So for me, this lack of self-esteem was, you know, created through a lot of different things, but ultimately I am just a human being, but the thoughts that I had about myself and about my life were pretty negative, pretty, um, and I was creating a lot of negativity about myself. And when I would look in the mirror, the thoughts that I have were pretty negative and the thoughts I had about my body were pretty negative and the thoughts about, you know, my life and looking to the negative. And that started to create a lot of negativity in my life, negativity about myself, And when I was thinking really negative things, of course, I'm not going to feel good about myself. I'm going to feel lousy about myself. And when I was feeling lousy, then my actions kind of showed that I was shy. I was, you know, kind of with withdraw myself at times from people and groups and situations and friends because I didn't feel any confidence in myself. And I got into some really bad ruts. So you know, we look at people and we're like, yeah, they were just born with confidence or I just wasn't born with confidence. And to some degree, some people are raised in homes where there's really healthy thinking. And so they learn to think healthy. They learn to think positively about themselves and life. And that does help them to be more confident. 
But it is something that can be learned. And over time, that's what I started realizing and noticing. First of all, I had to realize and recognize the thinking that I was having and what that was creating. And what that does is it was creating low self-esteem. And so how did I turn that around? It wasn't like overnight, I just went from, you know, I, I'm, I'm well poop, for lack of a better word, to I'm amazing. That's not really how our brains work. It'll be like, no, no, I've believed too long that I'm not good enough. Now, you know, I'm suddenly going to do that. And so I had to kind of in baby steps learn to start thinking differently about myself. And, you know, it started with, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not good enough to, I am a human being. And see, that took me to a neutral place where it wasn't really negative and it wasn't really positive, but it was neutral, which took me to this place. And then I started, you know, saying things like, well, maybe it's possible that I could be good enough. And what that did was entreat my mind. And so then our minds love to find evidence. And so when you start to be like, is it possible that I could be, you know, a really great person? Then I started looking for evidence for that. And if you look really hard, I started finding evidence like, you know, I'm really kind or um, I love to learn. Like that was just, I was born with that desire. I love, I can't, I can't tell you how many books I've read. I just love learning anything and everything I can. And so over time, as I started changing my thoughts and I had to practice some, I put a list on my mirror. I started practicing. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am good enough. I have lots of great things about me. I have great qualities about me. Over time, my brain started to believe the opposite And, you know, again, a really long process, but I started to change. And what happened was now I'm feeling like, hey, I'm, I'm a good person. Like I have a lot to contribute to the world. And especially with this job as being a life coach and coaching young adults, it's so thrilling for me to watch and be like, hey, you know, when I, when I have a young adult come to me to be life coached and they are anxious and stressed and have anxiety and all these fears and frustrations and decisions that need to be made. What I get to do is we start to pay attention to the thinking they're having and what that's creating for them. And there is nothing I love more than getting, you know, towards the end of a client after I've, you know, talked to them for some time and and they feel empowered and they feel so much more confident and they realize that they get to con- control their experiences in college their experiences in dating their experiences with themselves with their families in relationships even when it comes to like money and time and those kind of things that we have lots of thoughts about our money and about time and about decision-making and all these things, when we can start to recognize what those thoughts are and then start to decide, okay, is that serving me? Is that helping me move forward in my life? Or is that keeping me stuck? That is when all the power comes, you guys. That's when we really start to have control of ourselves and our lives. So as a review today, um, I just want to review again what, what we've talked about, which is We've talked about facts and how facts in and of themselves really don't have any drama. Facts are things that we could prove in a court of law that everyone would agree with. And where the problems occur is how we choose to look at and think about those things. The thoughts that are 
um, driving those things. That's where the problem comes because when we think certain things, those thoughts create how we feel. And then depending on how we feel is how we're going to show up and how we're going to act and how we're going to go about our day. And so when we recognize that, that we can see why the results are what they are in our lives, whether those are positive or negative, we get to decide. Now on our next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about these feelings, about how we feel and how feelings really drive our lives. They drive what we do. Um, and we'll do anything to feel certain things and how important that is to recognize and understand that. And then we can learn to create whatever feelings we want to by learning to um, recognize and learn to think differently. So I hope that's been helpful for you today and that you're able to kind of look at this and see your own thinking and what that's creating for you in your lives. And then in in future podcasts, we're going to go into lots of details about um, our thinking and um, our feelings um, and then um, all the different aspects of young adult life and all of the worries and stresses that you have that are creating um, some of the problems that you're facing in your life right now. So again, I hope this has been helpful. If you have any comments, you can go to my website, which is Direct Your Life Coaching. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear if you have any suggestions for things that you would like to learn about, things that you would like me to address, problems that you're having that you would like me to address. Of course, I wouldn't bring up your name. I would just anonymously talk about some of the problems that um, you as a whole are having. But I would love to address some of those things and help you through those and come up with some solutions where, again, you can learn to become a happier young adult. So for today, go out and make it a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one over video conferencing or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.